was a fun soaking session there. Glory. Take that same John Belt El Olam album that we've had in the background for 10 years and uh, make it our worship time today. Extreme glory. Tons of healing. Awesome love. Blazing radiance. Shekinah presence in the fullness. Does that sound okay with you? <laughs> Colossians 2, chapter 9, Amplified Classic. For in him the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him, made full. And having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. And He is the head of all rule and authority, and of every angelic principality and power. Amen. Jesus, let every one of your minds Recognize the fullness of deity in you. Let everyone's mind see Christ. Let everyone hear where you see. The eyes are, are the window to the soul. The Bible says keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Okay? Because if your eyes are on anything else, fixed on money, fixed on anything in the earth, you're not going to grow spiritually. So when your eyes are fixed on Jesus, you'll grow spiritually and you'll overcome the world and all those things will be added unto you. So if you're striving in the flesh, you're deceived. You're bewitched. Satan's got you. So just repent, which means return to Christ. Repent. Return to the high place. Does Christ live in the high place? The penthouse, the part of repent, repenthouse, return to the penthouse, the high place. He lives in the third heaven. The Bible says 25 times in the New Testament, he's seated at the right hand of God in all glory. Amen. So you return to Christ with your mind because you've been looking at other stuff. And then when you give him your mind and your mind's fixed on Jesus, it's not an external thing. You're not looking at the stars. Men of, men of Galilee, why are you standing here looking up into the sky? The angels immediately rebuke him for externalism because now the new covenant, he'll come the same way he came the first time, through mankind. He came through woman's belly. He came through us. He came through humanity. He's coming through us before he comes to us. So don't look up to the sky. That's what the angels told the apostles in Acts chapter 1. <laughs> you got to see them inside you. 1 Timothy 2.15 Salvation is by birthing the divine child. <laughs> in, the, in that scripture, it's specifically talking about how women can be saved from fears. And I've dealt with millions of people in broadcasting over the years and I found that men typically have familiar spirits of pride and lust 
and women typically have familiar spirits of fear. That those are the most common temptations and lying demons that waste your lives on distractions and things of this world. For men it's lust and pride, for women it's fear. That's the most, most common thing I've seen amongst the nations. And I'm telling you, whether you struggle with pride, or you struggle with lust, or whether you struggle with fear, it's all of the flesh. <laughs> and guess what? Jesus Christ was crucified to death in the flesh, so that your flesh would be crucified in all of its carnal cares, worries, desires, all of it. You are to be 100% Christ, 0% human. And by human, I mean having anything in this world influence you, being only influenced by the third heaven world, the kingdom world, having your eyes fixed on Jesus so that only Jesus can steer the ship of your life. The tongue is the rudder of the ship, it says in James. Are you going through the still, refreshing waters? Are you in swamp sewage water? The tongue is the rudder of your body, and that body is a ship. When the Bible says God is enthroned on the many waters, He's speaking of the waters of the nations. Your body is made up of water primarily. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this whole thing of creation, living in the body, having a soul, being a spirit, growing your spirit, taking your soul back from the cares of the world, the temptations of this life, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the pride of possessions, and having Jesus completely control you and steer you. It changes the water courses. It changes the nations. It changes the DNA. It heals creation. The leaves of the tree are the healing of the nations, the tree of life coming up through us. And it's a spiritual thing because God is a spirit. <laughs> Jesus was crucified to death on the cross in the flesh so that God the Spirit could live through your bodies. Amen? Don't you know that's what real Christianity is? Having been crucified with Christ, I no longer live. When you're crucified with Christ, does a dead person lust? Does a dead person prideful, stubborn, goat-like, calf-like, religious, covetous, adulterous? Dead person doesn't have any of that. And he says, we have rendered our members dead with Christ. <laughs> that our entire carnal passions are crucified. And if they're not, we'll get into the Word and get them crucified. <laughs> you know? it's This Word, people don't read it because they love the ple pleasures of the flesh. You get in the Word, you will not be a carnal Christian. You won't. Not in this mixed wine. I mean, there's so much anointing here, everyone's without excuse. And don't say people use the Word in idolatry. The Word heals your DNA. The rider of the white horse is the Word of God. King of kings and Lord of lords is the Word of God. Revelation 19.13, His name is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, was God. 
done chapter one. I mean, is it? Can you overemphasize the logos? Hebrews four twelve. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword to the dividing asunder of soul from spirit. It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It even separates bone from marrow. I mean, how awesome is the word? It's the sword of the spirit. It's the only thing that can circumcise the heart and mind. It's the only thing that can cut out the worldliness, the lust, the pride, (laughs) the sin, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many weird sins today, how can you even mention them all? Let's just lump them all together. It's all darkness. It's all sin. And it's all satanic dust. It's called the dust of the earth. Satan is a fallen angel that works within sin. And he gets people ensnared in sin, and then the snakes crawl through the sin, and a person is entangled into the matrix or into the darkness, and their souls are under gross darkness, and they go around in darkness, And instead of living in a a bubble of glory, they live in a bubble of darkness. They live in a bubble of deception. You talk to some of these people and the bubbles around their brains are red dragon bubbles. (laughs) They're literally like dragon eggs. You got the eggs of the red dragon wrapping around your brain when you practice sin. I mean, that's really what it is in the spirit. If you see what's going on here. (laughs) People tolerate being inside the eggshells of the red dragon, the primal evil Satan, whose tail swept one third of the stars. And he broods over your eggs like a counterfeit Holy Spirit, like a false god of this world. But I tell you the truth, the whole point of the manifestation of the sons of God is to cause those eggs to hatch. And trust me, those eggs hatching is people coming out of hell. People are coming out of hell. They're coming out of lies. They're coming out of the place where everything they've been told from the womb is a lie. And that kind of shell shock, but there'd be so much glory and so much peace that people just walk into the glory. And this glory will come so strong that it just burn up all of those false worlds and those eggs of the red dragon that are around people's brains. They have them living in bondage to sin. And it's pop every egg, pop every bubble, hatch every shell, and set the captive free. Amen. And that's the whole point of the manifest sons of God. To bring so much light. He's the father of lights and the father of glory. And he'll father our light into the full release of the bright morning star. The bright morning star is found in Acts chapter 9 in the Bible, in the experience of Saul of Tarsus being blinded, walking through the desert heat in the noonday sun. Here comes a superior light that blinds him. How does that even work? Read the Bible and it will work. You'll have similar experiences to the Apostle Paul every day if you're in the Word. And God was saying during that that soaking time that we had for an hour that this is mixed wine. And I saw an LED screen kind of pop up in front of me in the Spirit. And for a moment there I was reading off of a screen. So I know we're coming into a new level of the prophetic where it's going to be just like the perfect stone tablets 
of Moses on the mountain, but in the New Covenant, Mount Zion. Just the perfect reading of the words of God and the proclaiming of the word of God and not one word coming from our hearts and from our spirits that's not from God. Not one word falling to the ground. Not one idle word. Your words will be your judges, Jesus said. By your words you'll live or by your words you'll die. Did you know that Adam and Eve were created in the beginning to live by the fruit of their mouths and not the sweat of their brow? Tree of knowledge and the curse of the fall, limitations of the flesh, is living by the sweat of your brow. Tree of life through Jesus Christ engrafted by the Holy Spirit is living by the fruitfulness of your words. And there's already many people doing that. There's people in business and the USA's got that. I mean, there are so many people in business, all they do is make money from talking and saying stuff. I mean, that's all the real CEO jobs of every corporation in the USA, of all Fortune 500 companies. Think about it. It's all about the word. It's about the character of the word, the integrity of the word, the strength of the word. They interviewed the richest woman in the world and they asked her what was the key to her success. She's a billionaire. She was in Forbes magazine. I read it in Forbes. And she said, communication skill. That's the only thing she even talked about. And we have the Word of God. Problem is, a lot of Christians don't believe the Word. And they're, they're not in the Word that much. And when they read the Word, it's not mixed with the Holy Spirit. So it's a dry letter that kills. So we got the mixed wine. So this is not a dry letter. This is the anointed Word of God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. When we speak this Word, it's active and energized like a bubble machine and it will carry people's hearts into higher places of encounter with God. <laughs> it's a living Word. There is no dry place to be found anywhere near the sons of God. I mean, you could go out 500 miles. I mean, we're really going to go out 10,000 miles in the radiance of the Father of Lights because He's fathered our lights so perfectly. There won't be darkness. <laughs> that bright morning star, Acts chapter 9, reality, He's the firstborn from among the dead. That's what you're growing up into. Not Saul of Tarsus, Jesus Christ flying like Superman, blotting out the noonday sun. Those heavenly abilities are already in your spirits right now. They might be dormant because your mind's not renewed enough to know how to use them, but you have that same power and authority in your spirit because you were born of the Word of God. You were born of Jesus Christ. You are the offspring of God the Father and the brothers and sisters by the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. He is the firstborn of all creation firstborn from among the dead, and he's not ashamed to call you his brothers and sisters, all scriptures. Amen. Understand what class of being you are so you're not deceived by demons to live a mere human life. You're a spirit being. You were created to live a heavenly life on earth, and the Father wants to father you to live a perfect heavenly life on earth. It's not hard. It's only hard when we kick against the pricks like Saul of Tarsus trying to do it all in our brain. 
I'm around people that have only been in their brain and they're continuously tormented and I'll be walking in perfect glory and they'll be absolutely brain and it's like the most demon-possessed person you'll ever see in your life. And it's someone who's not willing to give up control of their brain and be crucified with Christ in their brain is the most demonized and tormented person in the world. Because you're a spirit and you're pretending to live in the brain, you're living in the false identity of the brain, you're still living in the sinful nature. It's like carrying around a corpse on your head and you're full of flies. That is not who you are. Cast off the grave clothes. Come out of the tomb. Live the divine life that your spirit is already. <laughs> Father of spirits, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with all of your spirits so that your spirits may grow in the light of the Lord Jesus into the full brightness of his Shekinah presence and let it heal not just you, but your radiance, everyone around you. Starting this year, I know some of you will begin walking in 50 mile radius of the radiance of the morning star rising in your heart. The divine div abilities of your spirit life is going to blow torch with the brightness of his presence, all flesh in 50 mile radiuses. I believe that for all of the Red Letter Ministries people that have been around and really developing their spirit life some for months, some for years, but are really getting it and really going from glory to glory and growing in the seven spirits of God and just staying humble and staying children. I can see you taking over 50 mile radiuses this season. Oh, it's totally going to happen. The mixed wine, the great harvest, the heads being white for the harvest. Do you know what that means, the verse, where he says, the harvest is ripe, but you study it out about harvesting and the Lord of the harvest and the Son of Man on the white cloud in Revelation 14, 14, wearing the gold crown, holding the sharp sickle. It's all about that white cloud turning the brain white to be harvested, coming out of darkness into light, because you can bake them in their dragon eggs for so long in a territory, in a region, but they're still living in the lie. Until the sharp sickle swung, their heads don't even understand what's going on, even though they're getting baked like eggs. <laughs> it's true. And so when the, sharp, when the Son of Man swings the sharp sickle, that's when their heads come into the kingdom and they start to operate in the knowledge of the glory of what they've been hatched into. Salvation is a hatching. That's why the Holy Spirit's called a brooding mother hen. Because she's brooding over the eggs of souls that are in darkness because of the curse of the fall and of the flesh and the sin that's in the blood and, and the record of wrongdoing written on the heart of the crooked DNA. And all of that gets brooded over with the vibration of the third heaven and the great glory and the high glory and the blood of the Lamb that is now transfigured in the river of glory through all their flesh and they're baked in the fire of God. And they come out and they'll awaken into glory. They're not going to awaken into a church building. It's going to be citywide and nationwide and every nation in the world's been getting baked in the Shekinah presence. 
So you can see why everything's going to change rapidly as we transition with His great glory and the bright morning star rising in our hearts, going through all flesh, because we're entering the kingdom age. We're coming out of the church age, where we lived in buildings made by human hands and we're very immature Christians, and now we're coming into the kingdom age of having no cap and being fathered by God, literally, having our spirit and our light and our glory fathered by God in an open Eden paradise. And some of you will have a thousand mile wide Eden, some of you have 50 mile wide Eden, but it's the realm of your spirit life getting fathered by God and it goes through all flesh so that you become the prince of peace or the principality of that region. And it's Christ in you. You don't have to be, you know, a president, you know, or the training that it takes in politics of this world to rule and reign. You just have to be pure of heart. You just have to have the seven spirits of God blazing through you and be teachable and be clay in the potter's hands and understand what the Father's doing a little bit and He'll teach you a lot more. And through experience, He loves teaching. He doesn't teach really in book. I mean, this is... When I read the Bible, I'm not really getting taught as much as I'm getting fed. I fill my belly with the Word, the hidden manna. And as it goes in my belly, my belly, my spirit, shoots up all kinds of revelation and all kinds of fun stuff into my brain. It's not so much about just the jot and the tittle. It's not so much about just the Word here written on the pages. It's about the fuel for the Spirit. So the Spirit gets energized with this Word and it just blow torches like fuel and fire and anointing and glory through the heart and through the brain. <laughs> this are, these are like the coals for the furnace of your stomach. And so when I read the Bible, I always machine gun it. I'm not there trying to figure out every word. I'm there to feed my spirit. My spirit hears the word, believes every word. I'm not trying to figure it all out. I'm just getting fed and my spirit's growing and my spirit's burning through my heart and my brain and blazing outwardly. And then you'll find all those words are down there in your heart written and he can pull them out of a storehouse and they'll be alive, active, and energized. And it will never be a dead letter because it will never be from the brain. It will always be from the Spirit. See how, see how Christianity is supposed to be? Anointianity, Christ, means anointed one and His anointing. Well, the anointing comes from your Spirit. The grace of the Lord Jesus is with your Spirit. And so when you feed your, your Spirit the Word of God, it's just fuel. And the more and more you feed on the Word, the more your Spirit's built up. And your Spirit has a photographic memory. Your spirit's creative genius. He's the father of spirits. Every spirit in heaven is a genius. Every angel is a genius. Everyone, once they leave their brain and their flesh down on earth and fly to be with God when they die, is genius. You know, they can read each other's thoughts. They know, have different measures of omniscience, of all-knowing, of God the Father's ability. But I'm telling you, we can develop our spirits while in the body. That's the whole point of Christianity and being a disciple of the kingdom. We don't wait until we die to begin operating in that spiritual stuff. we got to develop it right now. Coming into a time of operating in measures of omniscience, all-knowing, that's available. All the abilities that make God God are in your spirit. And growing spiritually, 
develops those abilities. So you're not limited to human abilities, you have divine abilities. It's just about what are you looking at? You're looking at the world, you're distracted, or you're looking at Jesus. Not out there in dead cold space, but in there, Christ in you, the hope of your mind realizing the glory within. Where does the glory come from? Your spirit. Where is your spirit? In your wind, in your belly. The word for wind and spirit, pneuma, ruach, goes right in here. That's where your spirit lives. And God lives in the midst of your spirit. And if you focus on your spirit, your spirit grows and you begin walking in your spirit abilities which are, which are far superior to human abilities. But almost nobody has modeled it. No one's seen it. We got a bunch of human carnal Christianity with some mixture of prophetic and apostolic stuff. But we can live like Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 9 all the time. We can live like balls of light. We can live like the bright morning star. He's in the flesh. When he met Saul of Tarsus in Acts 9 and blinded him in the noonday sun with a greater light, he was in the flesh. Obviously that was a different type of flesh because his flesh was completely controlled by his spirit. And you got to get to a place where your spirit has total dominion over your flesh. Because the flesh will be influenced by the elemental spiritual forces of wickedness and do all kinds of dumb stuff all the time. Lust and pride. <laughs> but when you're crucified with Christ, then you can actually focus on just developing your spirit because you know everything else is just a lie and dis distraction and no good fruit will ever come from it. It will only produce sorrow and sadness. And when you're done getting beat up by your sins, you return to the Father and let the Father father your spirit. Like the prodigal son, right? Amen. And I believe this is the season of millions of prodigal sons and daughters. There's nowhere else to go. There's nothing else here in the world. God created the world. Satan fell, tricked our mother and father, Adam and Eve, and we've been stuck in our human abilities and our human flesh for thousands of years. We've had little glimpses into glory from different people of divine abilities. But I believe this is the generation that goes all the way in the development of their spirits into walking what Adam and Eve walked in before the fall and overcomes the curse of the fall. And all flesh is subdued by their spirit life. And their spirit life blazes through all flesh. And Satan and his angels and all the works of the nations and human governments and human economies are all washed in the water of the Word of God. <laughs> Amen? Are you feeling it? This is why you're here. This is the meaning of life. This is why God created you. To be a part of His end times army that comes into fullness of spirituality and gets their whole brain subdued, gets their whole brain crucified, starts getting led by the Spirit, develops their divine abilities, and starts ruling and reigning and subduing all flesh, all of the rich, all of the wicked, all of the lustful, it's not even so much as, you know, trying to correct them. A lot of people don't want to change. It's about ruling and reigning over them with the ability of your spirit. Your spirit is a lot more powerful than you know. <laughs> your spirit can burn through all hearts and turn them into a sea of glass by the seven blazing torches of Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, it starts with where you're at in your faith and what you've encountered and experienced spiritually. 
and you go from glory to glory, and as you see your spiritual ability, your mind begins to believe. And soon enough, your mind is fully submitted to your spirit, and that's when it gets fun. When your mind is totally submitted, your mind, will, and emotions submitted to the Lamb on the throne of your spirit, and you're walking in the white cloud, and you're led of the Son of Man, and you're led of the King of Glory, and you're just watching Him move through your body, that's when you're a disciple of the kingdom. That's when you're a son and daughter of glory. And that's when you're modeling mature Christianity. Because your spirit has subdued your flesh and your flesh is inside your spirit. And now develop your spirit in the rainbow of the seven spirits of God. And let it burn through everyone's deception, all their darkness, the brightness of the light that he fathers, the father of lights. We need to shine a thousand-fold brighter monthly. I believe that's the cap of how much your spirit can shine. And it's a growing, it's like a tree of life. So it's not just this big bang instant thing. It's a growing, and it's a knowing, and it's a flowing, and it's a surrender, and it's a falling in love, and it's a relationship, and it's an adventure, and it's super fun. It's always ever increasingly more fun because you're dealing with eternal things. And you're getting to know the Lord Jesus is the funniest person that's ever lived. So much fun. It's, he's not that serious. The serious stuff is oftentimes just religious demons. He's super fun all the time. He's a joker. He really is. <laughs> you know, and it's because of that extreme suffering. You know, it's, you've been around people like that. The people that have come through the most suffering, they have the most character development. That's why they have the biggest senses of humor, because they've overcome so much. Jesus Christ have overcame all of Satan for us. There is no one like our King. But listen, you guys. He's going to glorify your personalities to be very similar to Him. He's going to glorify your personality. You'll never have any negative emotions, negative feelings again. He'll blow towards your heart with the oil of joy so that you're only in the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit in your feelings and emotions every day. That's something incredibly important for everyone to get their whole heart blowtorched with the fresh oil and the fresh anointing burning through their heart and blazing through their brain so their feelings and emotions are under control of the Holy Ghost and you have a glorified personality and your faces shine like Stephen's face because he was so full of wisdom, so full of joy, so full of love. Amen? Amen. We love you guys. Be blessed. If you want to partner with Red Letter Ministries, come into financial partner- partnership, just like it says in Philippians 4.15, redlettermen.com, and be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.